You're listening to The Humans We Are with Carola, episode number four. interesting is it being? How boring? Has it been tiring to be you lately? Just notice without judging, there's so much ri richness and power in getting to notice what's going on with the human you are. Today we are going to talk about wanting, wishing, desiring, knowing what you want and owning it, being able to share it with others if that's what you want for sure. But most of all, about telling yourself the truth about what you want and why. Sometimes what I've seen is that in the law of attraction context world, I've heard people say that it's not good or it's not helpful to want. They see wanting as being unhelpful because I think it gets a bad rap because they say that it highlights what you don't have. So I've seen people trying to caution others against wanting, like the energy of wanting not being the energy of having and you coming out of lack if you focus on what you want. And I think that's a big shame because I, I've seen that it makes people fearful of wanting. For sure, I know that's been true for me. Where I didn't want to focus on what I wanted because I was afraid that that meant I was focusing on what I didn't have and I was going to be pushing what I wanted away and only going to attract more lack. So this might resonate with you. Now, on the other hand, if you've read the classic Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, and probably other books along those same lines, you will remember that they talk a lot about burning desire, about finding that burning desire in you, and about burning desire as being this main engine in human achievement. So which is it? Is wanting bad? Is wanting good? Is a burning desire helpful? Is it not helpful? What is it? And if you don't find that these definitions or ways of understanding the concepts of wanting and desiring really resonate for you, you may have found yourself avoiding wanting in order to prevent negative emotions or unpleasant emotions like disappointment, frustration, sadness, or anything like that. For example, when I was growing up, I learned to not let my hopes up too much or else 
the disappointment that I could experience if the things that I wanted didn't happen was going to be too big and I was not going to be able to withstand it, I guess. I learned to be a huge pessimist. I was always expecting the worst because if that happened, I wasn't going to be blindsided. And if things came out better than I expected, then I would be pleasantly surprised. But that's a rather sad way to live life, if you ask me. To be always expecting and prepared for the worst. And it also makes you look for the worst. Like if you're expecting something to happen, you're going to interpret anything that you see as evidence for it because your brain wants you to be right. So anything that you expect to happen, it's going to try to accommodate what you see and it's going to make it evidence to prove that you were right. That is so much more important to your brain to prove that you're right than to make you feel good. And even when things went well for me, my brain tried to look for the aspects that weren't that great. It is such a waste of life. It is such a big waste of opportunity to be happy in the present moment. I'm going to share a very personal experience that I haven't shared publicly before, or I haven't talked about it that much. When I got pregnant for the first time, I was over the moon excited. My husband and I, we were super excited. We really wanted to be pregnant. So I started picturing that by the due date, we were going to be in the middle of our winter. And that felt so perfect for me. I was visualizing having a newborn and staying hunkered down, cozy and warm at home. While it was cold outside, it was so lovely. I figured out what Chinese zodiac sign, like what animal in the Chinese zodiac the baby was going to be. And I started to think about names, all of it. We told our families about the pregnancy. Everyone was super excited. It was going to be the first grandchild on both sides. Unfortunately, that pregnancy ended in a miscarriage at nine weeks. It was a missed miscarriage. And it was very, very, very painful. A few months later, we got pregnant again. And it was a very different experience. I was so afraid of wanting that child so much and for things to not go as expected. I was really scared of the pain. I tried telling myself to not get the hopes up too much. I debated whether or not to share the news with our loved ones. You know how people say, hope for the best, but prepare for the worst? How do you do that though? Can it even be done? I don't think so. I was outwardly making as if I wasn't excited, but it was just a facade because inside I was 100% hopeful. How could I not be? This was my child. 
we both deserved all the hope we could muster. It was hard to navigate that duality. It was lonely. And I noticed that part of me didn't want to acknowledge that I wanted a healthy pregnancy because what if it ended up not being it? Was it better to prepare for the worst case? But I couldn't do that. That pregnancy ended in a miscarriage too at almost 12 weeks and it was even more painful and more traumatic than the first one. And I'm not going to go into more details about that, but I just want to say that I don't regret having wanted that child, having gotten my hopes up for even a second. I don't regret it at all. So our third pregnancy, I carried my firstborn son two days past the 42-week mark. Almost like he was trying to reassure me that the pregnancy was going to hold. It was hard. The full 42 weeks, I'm not going to lie, every day I had to intentionally focus more on the possibility that I was going to carry him full term. And I I needed to really intentionally refocus my mind because he wanted to refocus on the opposite every day I had to consciously make an effort to enjoy to hope for the best because both options were very available inside of me but I had a choice with which one I was going to spend more time many times it was easier to spend time in the worst case scenario and I had to really make more of an effort. And other times I could bring myself to focus on the best case with more ease. I am so happy that I was able to do it, to focus on the best case scenario as often as I could. I imagine what it would have been like to not allow myself to get happy, excited, to get my hopes up and then have a healthy baby in the end such missed opportunity to have been happier for nine months. And you know, that allowed me to realize that even when the worst case scenario ends up happening, there is no point, no benefit in pushing down the joy, in delaying the joy in the moment, in not letting yourself feel as happy as you can feel because of what you know is true in that present moment. That is the gift that you can give yourself to extract the most joy and pleasure from your wishes, from your expectations, from your desires. You can't avoid the disappointment or the pain, the grief, the sense of loss if what you hoped for doesn't happen and you don't need to avoid that pain you are made to experience all of it all of the human experience don't shortchange yourself all this to say that so many of us learn unknowingly and unintentionally to suppress acknowledging what we want for many different reasons most of them have to do with preventing 
potential disappointment or pain in a future potential scenario where those wishes and desires don't come to be. And my point, the point that I'm trying to make here is that when you allow yourself to want, to wish, to desire, to expect, to hope, and you go all in on everything you want with all that you got, when you give yourself permission to get excited now and visualize how amazing it will feel to hold that baby, to be in that country, in that destination, to be with that person in that relationship, to have that job that you dream of, to be in that house that you envision yourself in, to have all these experiences that you want but don't give yourself enough permission yet to really expect and hope for. When you go all in, you're already living as if your desire is going to be true. It's like you're in this in this space where it's already true and it's going to happen. It's only a matter of time and you don't care if you don't care to devote any ounce of energy to thinking that it might not because you know that it's going to happen and it's it feels as good as if it were already true there's so much pleasure in desiring something don't rob yourself of that and your capacity to withstand the unpleasant emotions that may arise if for any reason things don't don't happen or don't happen in the timeline that you were expecting them that capacity to feel discomfort can be practiced and developed and the more you practice the bigger you can dream and wish and expect and want because you know that no matter how much pain you may potentially experience in the future you will be able to take it and that expanded capacity will allow you to take advantage of even more, even more wishes, even bigger desires. And it will allow you to risk and be willing to put yourself in harm's way, so to speak, and know that you will be okay, that it won't harm you that you are made to experience all the range of possible human emotions and that they can't create any uh, permanent or, or really serious damage for you. A very important benefit of being truthful about what you want and giving yourself permission to own what you want, even when a part of you or like a more rational uh, friend, or even a more rational part of yourself, wants to think that some of the things that you want are impossible, being truthful about that you still want it will open up possibilities that don't even cross your mind when you don't let yourself want something just because you think it might be impossible. So I'm going to share very briefly an example of a former client that one of the things that she wanted was to have the possibility to talk with her 
grandma and the grandmother had passed away so it was physically impossible to have that conversation with her but she could have pushed that desire down and, or ignored it or just make herself forget about it and that's like what we most of us do but when she really gave yourself gave herself permission to own that that was something that she wanted all sorts of new possibilities and creative options opened up for herself things from just writing a letter to her grandmother and then writing the response in in like her grandmother's voice kind of like playing both roles that didn't occur to her when she was not allowing herself to want it because it was quote-unquote impossible all the way to contacting like a medium person or like more esoteric and um, more out there possibilities but those only came up for her when she was willing to give herself permission to own what she really really wanted desiring when wanting wishing if you ask me is sacred it's such an important driver and it shows you who you are and why you are here on this earth and in this human form for it's like um like a compass that guides you and it's such a shame that we have trained ourselves to ignore it and push it down and and not acknowledge the wisdom that all your natural wishes wants and desires have to offer you okay so this episode is turning out longer than i thought so i will wrap up now i am sure i will be talking about this again in the future as i don't think you can really stress enough how important it is or encourage people to explore their desires too much i i don't think you can do it too much so if you like this topic please let me know on instagram you can find me there as at fuertes carola you will find a post a, a reel for this episode so shoot me in the comments if you want to share something about this or if you have a questions or you can also dm me i love to receive dms over there and please share this podcast with a human you love and that you think might benefit from it it helps me spread the message and of course if you can leave a rating and review on apple podcasts on and on spotify that would be super helpful to help the algorithms show this show to more people i will talk to you again hopefully next week and in the meantime get curious about the human you are about what she wants about what her desires might be about what, what really makes her light up when she starts imagining things that she might like to experience just pay attention to her and that's all for now be more kind to yourself than you think that you deserve and hang in there. Bye-bye.